This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Welcome to the weekend. Uh, you've made it. However, as I say, and I have said for the last couple of days, it is tinged with somewhat sadness because Arsenal play their final Premier League game before a six-week break. Uh, Arsenal will return to action in a competitive sense on Boxing Day when they play West Ham United. There is plenty of Arsenal stuff going on, however, throughout the World Cup, and we're going to be bringing you content, of course, across the competition. We're going to be looking in depth at Arsenal's potential transfer targets. We're going to be looking at players that have spent time on loan away from Arsenal as well. And of course, there are friendlies that Arsenal will be playing and we'll be watching, reporting and reacting to all of that and more. So do make sure that you tune in every morning still to get your Arsenal fix. But thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning and I hope you've had a good week. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're good. Hope you're well. Matt G, Black Shine, Steve Stone, Stephen. Uh, Olu, Vegas, Guna, we've got Red Star and Amira and Paul and Christopher. Good morning, guys. Clear away Dave, Stevie, Rancid, Pumpkin, and such, Jose and Nick as well joining us too. Thank you so much, everybody that's joined us in the chat box. Hope you're good. Hope you're well. Let's kick on with today's stories. First of all, I should tell you about a competition that is currently running uh, and running out. Uh, it's probably the better way to term it with our signed Bakayo Saka custom framed Arsenal football, which is also framed. Of the 99 tickets, 85 have been sold, which means just 14 remain. If you're listening to this and you think that you were thinking about getting involved, you've not got long left to make your choice. 14 tickets left. So do get involved with the latest football prizes competition. Link in the description. Uh, you can go and watch our Arsenal Wolves preview. Of course, Arsenal will play Wolves later on this evening. We conducted our preview last night. I was joined by Chris, Matt and Tomo to talk all things Arsenal Wolves. We discussed the likes of um, the players that are going to be out for Wolves. We discussed the fact that Arsenal will you imagine play a very strong side knowing that they've got a World Cup coming up next and where maybe we can get the goals. And will Gabriel Jesus finally break his duck? I say duck. It's not a duck because he scored. But it feels like it's been so long 
since he last scored. He's managed to regrow a duck, if that's even possible. Um, Barcelona are expected, according to Nick Ames of the Guardian, to be Arsenal's opponents in the 17th of December friendly. My guess, and it was only a guess, was Real Madrid. So I was pretty close, pretty close to who I thought it was. Barcelona will be the opponents, it seems, for Arsenal at the Emirates on the 17th of December, the day before the World Cup final. So plenty uh, to be excited about. A really interesting friendly. How many of the regulars will be involved in that game is yet to be seen. It will depend upon who's made it all the way through, of course, to the final of the World Cup. If any of Arsenal's players or any of Barca's players have, they won't be involved in this game. But it's a really good friendly, I think, for Arsenal to get just before they go into their game against West Ham. Nicolas Pepe scored, as well as Alexandre Lacazette in Nice uh, against Lyon. Uh, Lacazette getting a penalty later on with Nicolas Pepe scoring. We want to see Nicolas Pepe score. This is a good thing. We want him to you know, be showing his value, showing his worth, so that when it comes to the end of the season, Arsenal are able to get a relatively good transfer fee for the Ivorian international. But if he keeps on scoring like this, and he's got a fair few goals already this season, that's a good thing for Arsenal. Hopefully, we can get a good fee for him in the summer. Granite Xhaka spoke to Simon Collins of the Evening Standard and opened up about a number of topics. You can go and read the full interview over on the Evening Standard, but I just wanted to pick out one thing in particular. He talked about kind of the uh, the season's difficulties, the strangeness of this season with the World Cup. He says, sometimes after the season, you are tired and you want to relax and go on holiday. But I think in the middle of the season, to have like a World Cup can be something good. Sometimes you are so tired that you don't have the power enough to play in the summer. Uh, he was also asked about kind of being potential champions. He says, we have a lot of respect for Man City because they have been doing this for many, many years, winning trophies, buying big players. But this is our challenge. It is a nice challenge to compete with one of the best teams in Europe. Let's see how far we can challenge them, but as well ourselves. As I say, you can catch the full interview with Granit Xhaka over on the Evening Standard if you want to read through that. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli spoke to the press as well and gave some of his reaction to uh, getting a call up to Brazil. He says, I'm very happy. It's one of the most important moments in my life and in my family's lives as well. I'm buzzing. I'm so excited to go there and be a part of this team. I cried a lot. I couldn't even talk and I was with my family and on the phone, but I needed to turn the phone off and call them later because I couldn't even talk. He says, continuing, I think it will be good for my career to play in the World Cup. It will be amazing. I'm so excited to go there and I'm prepared for the challenge and I hope we will win it. I think my Arsenal form has been so important because if I'm not playing good at Arsenal, I cannot be called up. And that's why I'm there, because I'm doing well with the club. And finally, he said, when I talked to Mikel, he was so happy for me. He said, congratulations and go there and smash it. And we do hope that Martinelli does indeed go there and smash it. We want Martinelli to go and shine. I don't think he's going to get a wildly high amount of minutes because Vinicius Jr. will, of course, be there and playing in that left-wing role. But I do think that Martinelli will be able to break out off the bench in occasions and hopefully make a difference from there. Now, Yuri Tielemans is continuing to be linked with a move to Arsenal. Uh, a number of outlets have already reported this. I reported this with my own information in the summer that Arsenal were prepared to wait through until the summer of 2023 to sign Yuri Tillemans on a free transfer. That could still certainly be the case. It will depend upon what happens in the January window. If another team makes their move, it could prompt Arsenal into accelerating their plans to potentially sign Yuri Tillemans. Where he would play, Hugo, I don't think it would be the Partey role. That's not his position. It would certainly be a competition 
for Granite Xhaka and he would play somewhere along those lines. He could also, to be fair, play where Martin Odegaard is playing as well if we wanted to rotate in other ways. But it would be a massive, I think, boost to the squad's quality and strength in depth if they were managed to get hold of a player like Yuri Tillemans. So watch this space because this is certainly a story that is expected to creep into the January transfer window and most likely beyond. Now, our final story is, of course, to react to Mikel Arteta's press conference ahead of the game against Wolves. He talked about a number of topics and was asked about the potential of signing players in January. Uh, he said and was asked about his potential squad being short. He said, I said that from day one after the transfer window that obviously the demands of the competitions we have to be involved in are huge. Some of the players have experienced, others not the biggest, but we have competed in a really impressive way with the numbers we have. Of course, we can improve the team and we are always looking to do that as a club. He was then pushed again and asked whether he expects to be busy in January and said, I don't know. This is so unpredictable, this window, especially with the World Cup in the middle. We will have a look. We will try to get the squad stronger and be active because we don't know what is going to happen in that World Cup. Touch wood. Everyone will be okay. Uh, my colleague Kai Karnak also asked a question around whether or not, you know, what he felt, which areas he kind of felt the squad was short in. And he said, this is a comment that I made on the first day after the transfer window. It doesn't mean we're not good enough. It is short and we have used players like, for example, Marquinhos. We had other plans and he's been an important player, a player that has the capacity. It's true we had injuries as well as Mohamed Elneny being out for three months. Thomas has been out for a period as well. We had Alex out for a long period too. So we have adapted to that. We are willing to do that in terms of buying players, but the demands are going to be really big for everybody and we've got to be ready for that. It sounds good. It sounds positive. It sounds as though we are in a position where the club will want to do business. We've got plenty of areas that are in need of strengthening and we certainly know that we're going to need to be able to bring players in if we certainly want to push forward and try to challenge, you know, for Manchester City as well. Uh, I love this from James. Says, his answer saying, I don't know regarding transfers was a lie. His body language was awkward and his pupils were dilated. Hopefully it's because he knows we are signing people. I love this. We're, we're uber analysing now Mikel Arteta's body language to know whether or not he's lying. Ultimately, we will have to wait and see what will happen in that January window and what we are going to be prepared to do in that window to try and make the best possible signings for us. But the best signing that you could make for your internet security is the one and only NordVPN. NordVPN is a great service that, of course, provides you with safety and security whilst you are surfing the net, doing whatever you happen to do. It provides you the ability to also change your geolocation. If you happen to be abroad on holiday, maybe you're going and watching Arsenal abroad this season or next season in the future, potentially in the Champions League. And you want to go back and use your typical broadcasting apps to watch your favourite programmes or watch your favourite sports teams that doesn't necessarily work whilst you're abroad broad well, fear not, because NordVPN can provide you with an excellent service to change your geolocation, hop back over to the UK despite you physically being elsewhere in the world, and use your apps to your heart's content as if you were sitting on your couch at home. Never used the word couch before. We've always used sofa, but you can tell I'm going American for these adverts. Anyway, if you want to get involved with NordVPN, you can go to nordvpn.com slash Guna. This enables you to get a massive discount off a potential long-term subscription, including a four-months free starting plan to it as well. And if you're not happy with the service after trying it out, you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Who can say fairer than that? Anyway, let's move on to part two and your questions right after this.
Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what questions we've got to try and uh, sort through. I appreciate the kind words. It's, uh, you know, you're going to see me doing some adverts on TV one day, I'll tell you. It's it's becoming a knack. It's becoming a skill. I'm absorbing this ability to be able to do it. Uh, Kevin, uh, good morning. Getting a lot of Danilo news through social media with what I think is fab confirming a deal being close. Would this be odd considering how we hit transfer links across the summer? Um, it's a good question, actually, Kevin, because Arsenal have been very or tried to be very secretive about what they've wanted and needed to do in the market. Hence why the Fabio Vieira deal came out of absolutely nowhere. I think that there are always going to be leaks. There are always going to be a certain percentage of news that will break through. And it's very, very difficult, near impossible to keep all of your business utterly quiet. However, Danilo is a player that Arsenal have followed for some time, a player that Arsenal like and have liked for some time. To see him move in January is a very feasible thing with his club now open to selling him for the right price. So don't be surprised if Danilo rocks up at the Emirates in January. It could certainly happen. Uh, Red Star says, don't know about signing. Didn't flow too well. Have, having said that, 7 out of 10. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take a 7 out of 10. Uh, a Clockwork Tangerine says, apparently the engagement of Josh Kroenke and other board members is at an all-time high due to Edu and Arteta's plan. Do you see this driving us to success we have not seen before? For a successful team to operate, you need a good manager, a good technical director, a good recruitment team, a good CEO, and ultimately a harmonious relationship that works with synergy with the owners. And Arsenal have that with what they are doing. The only question marks for me in that whole structure is around Vinay Venkateshim. I don't know enough about the guy to you know, have a real judgment. What I do know is that Mikel Arteta has been fantastic. Edu has been great. The top, side, the top side of the club, the Cronkies, you know, from 2018 onwards when they took full control of things, I can't complain. And I know that we love to complain and moan about the owners, or rather we did, but you have to say that from 2018 onwards, since they bought the club outright, we haven't been doing all that badly. You know, we've managed to pick up a trophy in 2020 and now Arsenal are pushing towards trying to go to another level than they have ever seen in the last decade plus. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing this synergy and this kind of collaboration between all units of the executive and managing and recruitment staff coming together to try and push Arsenal on towards something rather special. Um, let's go to uh, Matthew says, what about Ferran Torres report? A bid for him in the summer uh, was uh, kind of going around and will go in. Well, uh, Arsenal apparently did indeed bid for Ferran Torres, but Xavi back, uh, blocked Sorry, that move. Will Arsenal go back in for Ferran Torres? I think he'd be a very good option for Arsenal to sign as a forward player. What I do think, though, is Arsenal's interest in Mikhailo Mudrik has accelerated, has strengthened over the course of the past few months since we put in that supposed bid for Ferran Torres. And I think that he may have creeped ahead of the Spaniard in the crew. It will also depend on what happens during the World Cup. Mudrik isn't going. Ferran Torres is going with Spain. David De Gea isn't, by the way, whilst we're on the subject of Spain. I was talking to a, a Man United writer I know, and he was saying that apparently it's all to do with his distribution. And he took three other players instead of David De Gea. Wasn't even included in his first five goalkeepers, rather surprisingly. But back to the topic. Ferran Torres, I like him a lot. I think he's been given a harsh ride at Barca. I think he's a player that would provide an asset to Arsenal's forward line and give you that versatility up top. But I do think that the club's liking of Mudrik has significantly increased in the time since we supposedly put that bid in. Uh, Cream says, uh, Tom, how far along our process do you believe we are? If you believe we're ahead of schedule, what is the next step? I 
don't think we're ahead of schedule because I think to be ahead of schedule, we would have had to be in the Champions League this season. I think the club were looking to secure Champions League football this season. I think last season it was about getting back into Europe. They nearly went ahead of schedule had they qualified for the Champions League. However, if we go on and win the title, which, you know, I still is thinking a very, very, very difficult challenge to try and overcome, you would have to say that is miles beyond what we would have expected. But right now, as we sit, I think the club are very happy indeed where they are, probably slightly ahead of schedule. But we needed to be in the Champions League this season for me to be described as ahead of schedule. But being competitive with a potential title challenger like Man City across a whole season would show a significant step forwards than perhaps what we were expecting to be. Uh, Three Pointer says, if we get Yuri in January, Sambi must be moved on. Uh, I disagree. I've talked about this on Twitter a number of times. I think that you need to reinforce in January, not replace. What I mean by that is I'm happy to send Sambi Lukonga on loan in the summer, but let's reinforce the squad with signings. Maybe it was different if we signed Tillemans and Danilo. If we did both, maybe I could have a bit of discussion about Sambi more so. I don't think that'll happen. I think Arsenal will sign one midfielder, Danilo or Tillemans. They might then sign Tillemans then on a free in the summer. But I just can't for my life see Sambi being sent out alone or leaving in January and that being a benefit. Don't replace, reinforce, strengthen your depth. Don't weaken it. Uh, let's go next to Northampton Gooner. It says, Tom, are you surprised Mikel hasn't tried to utilise Ben White as a number six? Feel we have enough balance when all of our fullbacks are fit to make it work. Not necessarily been the case all season. Maybe, but we haven't got the best options at right back and we haven't all the time. You know, you've got White there, Tommy Asu's had his fitness problems and then you've got Cedric. So Tommy Asu is out, which he has been a number of times. If you were to use Ben White to replace uh, Thomas Partey, then I do think that they feel as though Cedric just isn't strong enough to hold down the right-back spot. So I think that's probably why we've done that. Better to put White there and then Lokonga or Elneny than move White into a midfield role. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, I always thought clubs would have to agree a fee before the buying club could contact the player and his agent to come to an agreement. Now we see clubs contacting the players' reps first. Uh, a lot of this happens, Fuad, in what I would describe as behind-the-scenes chat. That, that's how I would describe it. You aren't technically allowed to tap players up. However, there is no doubt that a little WhatsApp message between technical directors and agents does not happen where they just go, would your player be interested in this move? How much do you think they'd be looking to try and earn? What do you think the club might say if we approach them with a potential bid? You know, I reckon there's questions like that that get thrown around left, right and centre. You know, you're never going to get people necessarily admitting to that because it's yeah, it would be frowned upon, you know, I guess. But I absolutely think that, you know, players and agents and things like that are talked to well ahead of when you would initially or maybe a fair few years ago thought they might have done. It's a fair question to ask, though. Uh, Balaji says, Tom, everyone thinks that we need reinforcements in midfield and the forward line. However, I also do think we need a left-footed centre-back as a potential cover for Gabriel. I don't disagree with you. However, what I would say is I think that is much more likely to happen in the summer. I don't think that will happen in January. We have a lot of options still available to us. You've got Gabriel, you've got Tommy Asu, you've got Holding. All three of those can play on the left-hand side. Tommy Asu and Holding, despite being mainly right-footed, both of them have played significant number of minutes as left centre-backs. You've then got Saliba, of course, Holding to back up their position too. You've got White who can come into that role. You've got Cedric and Tommy uh, and now White who can play right-back. You've got Tierney Zinchenko and Tommy who can play left-back. We have a lot of depth in, in the defence. 
But I think in the summer, you may see Arsenal go out and sign that left-footed centre-back to compete with Gabriel, especially considering we've now signed him up to a new long-term contract. That doesn't mean that he's going to be threatened to think that he's going to move on then, does it, either? So that also helps our situation. Uh, Kabenga says, how do you rate the possibility of signing Mudrik and Danilo in January, low, medium or high? I honestly don't know. It's impossible for me to say. Um, my All my information is that Arsenal hold an interest in both players and they would be keen to bring them in. I can't tell you whether or not that there's a high chance to sign them because the things can change very quickly in football. <clears throat> so I'm sorry that I can't give you anything more than that, but I would be doing you a disservice if I gave you a kind of any hope of low, medium or high without knowing the information enough. What I can tell you is there is a high chance that Arsenal will wait until the summer to try and sign Tillemans because that is the information that I got last summer that I reported on. So that's the one that I'm confident with is that Tillemans, the club, are certainly willing to wait. And what might trigger them to go for him in January is if another club then steps up their interest and they're kind of forcing Arsenal's hand to push through. However, Leicester do not want to sell in January because they're really trying to clear themselves away from any kind of potential relegation battle that is still needing to be pushed away from. Uh, Dalip says, what is a fair price for Mudrik in January? And why do some countries like Portugal and Ukraine find it so tough in the transfer business and always sell at high prices? A number of reasons for question two. I'll come on to that in a second. Fair price to Mudrik, I think upwards of £50 million is a fair price considering the transfer record of a club like Shakhtar Donetsk, the team that are coming in for him being Arsenal and the money that they have. And of course, the fact that he's on a, con a longer term contract of a young age that doesn't need to sell. And that kind of leans into the second part of the question. Those clubs don't have to sell. You know, they know that the players are going to have plenty of interest. They know that they've got release clauses in the case of Portuguese teams, at least, and that they can just hold out for the maximum price. They don't need to let their players go. They're under no obligation to let their players go. A team like Shakhtar Donetsk that are top of the Ukrainian league most often, you know, they can probably still be top without Mudrik, right? They can probably let, but they also equally know that if they keep him, it's fine. They're, they're wealthy enough. They're going to win the league with him or without him. So they're going to try and maximise value for their players. So that's why it's so difficult to do business with these clubs. It's because they know they don't have to sell if they don't want to, and they can wait to get maximum fees or keep the player for the length of their contract and benefit from in that way. It's a win-win situation for these teams, whereas Premier League teams under a lot more pressure to get deals done or move players on that aren't good enough because they're taking up significant pieces of their wage bill. It's different. So... I hope that gives you some insight into the potential answer of that question. And Harry says, hi, Tom. Chelsea are targeting top young talents. They bought some in the summer and they want Endrick, the best talent in Brazil. And Arsenal and Edu must move to compete and not bring kids like Marquinhos. Why not? I'll answer your question after you tell me this, why we must compete not to bring kids like Marquinhos. Tell me why first, Mohamed. Uh, V-Dub says, I can see us getting smashed by Real Madrid in a bidding war for Mudrik. How much is Gakpo? Gakpo is also very highly coveted, also by Real Madrid and uh, Manchester United as well. And you're going to cost upwards of 35, 40 million pounds to sign him too. He's only just signed a brand new contract to PSV. So Gakpo is still going to be very expensive also. Both of them will be pricey. But I'd like either player, to be honest. Uh, Northampton Goodness says, Tom, I'm still very reserved about Mudrik. Surely he isn't the ideal target as he doesn't really switch positions to a right wing or a centre forward. Gakpo has to be the clear option and potentially cheaper. Uh, I think that Mudrik has got a higher ceiling than Gakpo, and that's why they rate him significantly more. 
I think that he can play on other flanks. I think he can play on the right flank if you coached him to. I don't think that would be too much of a problem. Um, a left-footed left winger certainly can easily transition to a right foot, right-winged left footer as well. It's happened numerous times. So I don't see too much of an issue with that. I think both players are great and both of them would be significantly improve, significant improvements on Arsenal's forward line in terms of its strength in depth. Uh, Matty Gunner says, Tom, do you think the loanees such as Brook Norton, Cuffey, Patino and Balogun would come in and challenge our starting eleven upon their return? They've been doing great. I don't think Brook Norton, Cuffey does yet. He still needs to refine his game, especially in the offensive third. Crossing has been a bit of an issue so far this season, but it's certainly loads of talent, as does Rule Waters, who's currently still at the Arsenal Academy right now and playing with the youth team. He could do with a loan as well. Patino absolutely comes back and comes into the uh, the, uh, the squad and should try to push the starting eleven as much as possible. Patino has been great. Balogun, it all depends on what the club wants to do with Nketiah. You know, that that for me is the big block for Balogun. If the club wants to continue pushing Nketiah, then I just don't see Balogun getting a sniff into the first team. Whether or not I think that's wrong or not is a separate question. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it. At the moment, I would lean towards Balogun probably being sold in the summer rather than reintegrating. That's how I feel about it. That's not what I want to happen. That's just my feeling of the situation. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for the donation. Um, representative fee for Endrick is £65 million. Marquinhos was £3 million. No way is Endrick 22 times better. I don't mind not being held to ransom for Endrick if you ask me. Yeah, you know, in terms of Marquinhos, he's a guy that cost us a very small amount of money that's come in at 19 years of age in his first season and has, I think, shown some real quality in moments that he's been available. In the game against Brighton, I thought there were really some good sparks. It's the first time he started against a Premier League level opposition. I think that that was some really good moments in the game for Marquinhos. Strength-wise, I love his strength. I love the way in which he can hold players off. And then we had the game against Zurich where he got a goal and assist and was brilliant in that game. So... I can't believe there'd be anyone kind of undermining or trying to undermine Marquinhos at this stage. That would be madness. Isoa says, with the amount of players selected from Arsenal for the World Cup, have you noticed the work and change in recruitment? I don't think there has, Isoa. I think the club expected the number of players to be called up that have. I think, if anything, they're surprised that some of their players weren't called up, like Gabriel Magalhaes. So, you know, I think there's certainly... um, a a continuation of what they were always looking to do. I think what might change things is if we see injuries in the tournament. That's what's going to change things if we see some problems that creep up over the course of the the tournament until the Premier or until the 18th when it finishes. Uh, Stuart says, on Brunner and Cuffey's creativity, could that be hindered by the quality of the team he's playing in? No, I would recommend going watching Stuart some of the clips. His crossing does need to be better. You know, the timing and execution of those crosses need to be better. It's just about refinement. He's still a young player. I have no problem with what he's at, where he's at or what he's doing. I think he's at a great stage of his career. I think he's showing some really good things at a decent level. He's now having to deal with the fact that they've had a managerial change at Rotherham. And so he's not being played in kind of a back, uh, not playing in a wing-back role. He's having to play a full-back role, which is good for Arsenal because we play a back four and he was playing as a wing-back. So that didn't necessarily give him the same positional sense is what he would have for Arsenal but now I suppose with a back four he is we'll give you a roundup of all of our loanies during the opening week of the World Cup uh, DR says Tom what's the best way to wind you up tell me that Nuno Tavares is worth more than 30 million quid that's probably a good way to start <laughs> Mohammed says Tom I mean Arsenal now is not competing for top talents in Brazil like Endrick the next Neymar Chelsea are close to getting in for 60 million Arsenal must act using Edu's connections 
Arsenal, just because they are at that top, top level, it does not mean that they cannot still look for certain little gems like Marquinhos. And it shouldn't put Arsenal off because a player like Marquinhos is an excellent opportunity to make money in a sale. It is almost certain that Arsenal will get a profit on the 3.5 million euros that they paid for Marquinhos. It's important that you go and try and find talent. Arsenal initially wanted a youngster called Savio or Savinho. Um, he's now moved off to the City Football Group with Trois and is on loan at PSV this season. Arsenal wanted him, but they couldn't beat Man City to the punch. And so therefore they went for Marquinhos instead. Arsenal should be going for these really cool talents. I agree with you that we should be certainly throwing our hat into the ring for some of the biggest players and the biggest young talents in the world. Absolutely. But you cannot say no, outright no, to players like Marquinhos because they are important parts of business for clubs to still go out and do. So I do disagree in that sense. Um, uh, Adolfo says, uh, Hello, sir. Are you aware that the Cronkies will have to pay $570 million to the city of St. Louis, some are, or St. Louis, sorry, due to the NFL issues, will that affect Arsenal's budget? As far as I'm aware, and this is, you know, this is only what I've heard in regards to people who are more in the know than I am about the American side of things. Anything that is spent, anything that needs to be spent on their other franchises will not affect Arsenal. That's what I have been told. Because Arsenal in itself is its own entity with its own assets, its own financial revenue and stock or whatever you like to call it. And and whatever's going on with the NFL, it shouldn't affect the way in which any plans are going through with that club. It shouldn't. That's my understanding. So don't quote me on it, but it's just my understanding. Uh, Aya says, why aren't we going to get Elise with that 35 million release clause? I don't know. You'd have to go and ask Edu. <laughs> I think they think that there are other targets that can give us more than Elise, I guess. Uh, Vicky, thank you so much for the kind donation. That's very kind of you. Thank you uh, for tuning in and for donating as well. I really appreciate the support on the channel always. Um, V-Dub says, uh, it's Tim and that NFL money is already planned for. Again, as I said, yes. Absolutely already planned for. Uh, Matty says, would be great to let Marquinhos go out on loan a few times and get him up to speed. Yeah, I think he should go on loan in January. I think he should probably go out again on loan next season. Get him 18 months of football. Who knows? Maybe get him an 18-month loan somewhere with some recall clauses. As far as I'm aware, Arsenal put recall clauses in nearly all, if all of them, uh, their loan deals. So absolutely, we should. Uh, Philip says, what player that you can think of that can play slash cover in all three forward positions? Uh, I don't want cover, first of all. It's always got to be competition. Uh, and the players that I look to are certainly Rafael Liao is, is my number one option. Very expensive. I understand that. But I think that his ability to play in all front three roles would be a massive asset for Arsenal. Closely followed by, I like Mudrik. I know he's not categorically played in all three front positions, but I definitely think from looking and watching him, the scope for him to cover in other areas is there. Cody Gakpo, of course, comes forward. And Rancid likes Nico Williams, the uh, Spanish international as well, who I haven't yet checked out, but I am hearing good things about. So, yes, yeah, certainly worth looking into. We are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. What I'll be doing this evening is working very late, uh, all the way through till 12 uh, midnight, covering Arsenal's game tonight against Wolves, which means that you'll have to wait till tomorrow morning for our breakdown of the game against Wolves. So that will be at the 8 a.m. show tomorrow morning. I'm not going to be at the game, unfortunately. Bright side of that is that it does mean I can do the 8 a.m. show tomorrow. So swings and roundabouts, I suppose. We'll look on the bright side 
of life. It's been a genuine pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. I really appreciate your time, and I really appreciate you making this part of your morning routine. Thank you for helping us hit 40,000 subs and help us on our way to 50,000 now. Check out our sponsors, check out everything in the link below, and drop a like, subscribe, leave your comments down below on any of the topics that we've discussed today. Have a fantastic weekend. Having a fantastic game as well. Fingers crossed Arsenal can bring home the business for us. And I will see you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.